all, did you come to worship the Lord today? This is not a show. This is not entertainment. Did you come to worship the Lord today? Come on, it's Sunday. This is what we do. We're here to worship the Lord. Can you take just another moment? Lift your hands and your voice and cry out to the Lord. How much do you love Him today? How much do you appreciate Him today? God, just for who you are, Lord, for who you are to me, Lord, your loving kindness toward me, your mercy and your grace, your goodness, God, I worship you. like you, if you will, just while the choir is making their way, if you will, just keep your mind on the Lord for just another minute. And just, if you want to, just lift your hands. of God can just settle in this room right now. The Lord's going to speak to us. I have felt the weight of this for a few days. And this is the kind of thing that, you know, the Lord's spoken to you and you're going to preach. And, and y'all know I'm not, not that I ever take it lightly, but I just, um, I want to use this in the right way, but comfortable preaching, especially to my church family, even when we have visitors and folks that have never heard me preach before, it's, it's what I do, and I'm honored to do it, but there are some times that you know the Lord's given you a word, and it just, uh, nervous is not the right word, but just burdened. And that's when you see first-time visitors walking in, you're going, oh, God. Uh, I want them to. I want them to shout, God. I want us to be doing cartwheels and everybody's, you know, praising. And it's just, you know, it's springtime. Everybody's supposed to, you know, feel springy. But as I, you know, I when I know I'm going to preach, I tell the Lord, God, give me a word for your people. Something that will be meaningful in that service, in that day. Something that will help someone. Something that will change someone. And mostly, God, just say what you want to say. I'm just a vessel. And I pray that. And the Lord 
spoke something to me the other day just in the most random, you know, time, random way. Uh, you know, because I was, I was thinking about this. I'm thinking, Lord, I need some direction. And he said, I want you to look at Balaam and his donkey. And I was like, mm, Lord, that just, I've never preached that. In fact, that's one of the weirdest stories in the Bible. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, and I, but I did, and, and it was minutes later, minutes. I don't ever see anything about Balaam and his donkey. Minutes later that God brought something right to my attention, right in front of my face. And he said, I told you. <laughs> and as I began to study this, I, I've looked at it and I have felt the weight of this word. I have, I have a page of not even detailed notes, bullet points, to help me try and make me feel better, really. <laughs> And I felt the weight of the the hurt and the turmoil and the just the inner turmoil of some. I think the Lord has allowed me to see and feel the weight of that. And I'm trying not to just ramble here, but I want you to know that God has a word for someone in this place. And I'll tell you one more thing before I let you be seated that if we can receive this word we can hear what the spirit is saying the Lord's already let me know there's, there will be just a the way he spoke it to me is that there will just be a healing balm of the Holy Ghost that will rest be applied to lives in this place today if we will first hear what the Spirit is saying. And I, I'm going to, rather than just an opening text, I'm going to take us through this story. So if you just want to pray with me one more time before we're seated, pray for the Word of the Lord today. Lord, I thank you for your presence, your Spirit that we feel in this house. I know there are people in this room today that need a word. And I pray that whether they think it's for them or not, that you'd open our understanding, that you'd open our ears, open our spirits to hear what you want to say. God, and I ask that you help me today. Lord, I'm your servant, the vessel. Lord, speak through me and speak to this precious people that I love today. Help us, God, confirm your word with signs following. In the name of Jesus. If you're thankful for the word of the Lord, just clap your hands as you're seated today. Tell the Lord one more time, we love you, Jesus. In the book of Numbers, chapter 22. And it's already, when you say, I'm about to preach out of numbers, people are already like, ugh. 
chapter 22 and verse 1. I'm going to take us through this account in the scripture. It says, And the children of Israel set forward, pitched in the plains of Moab, on this side, Jordan, by Jericho. They weren't in the promised land yet, but they had had victory. You'll see in this next verse, they had had victory over the Amorites. God was with them. And it says, Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was sore afraid of the people because they were many. Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at the time. And he sent messengers, therefore, unto Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pethor which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Now, I even talked with pastor about this yesterday, about who Balaam was. I'm sure there's more study you can go into, but uh, it doesn't appear that Balaam is with the Israelites, but, and I, and I could, again, I can study more on this, but Balaam could hear from God. Balak knew this. He comes to him and he's saying, there's this people that's come out of Egypt and they're just steamrolling everybody that stands in their way. He says, come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. For they are too mighty for me. For adventure I shall prevail that we may smite them and that I may drive them out of the land. For I wot that he whom thou blessest is blessed and he whom thou cursest is cursed. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hand. They had things for Balaam, rewards for Balaam. And they came unto Balaam, and they spake unto him the words of Balak. And he said unto them, Lodge here this night. This is Balaam telling them. He says, Lodge here this night, and I will bring you word again, as the Lord shall speak unto me. And the princes of Moab abode with Balaam. And God came unto Balaam. This is where I want us to really start paying attention. God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? And Balaam said unto God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, hath sent unto me, saying, Behold, there's a people come out of Egypt, which covereth the face of the earth. Come now, curse them. Preadventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, Balaam has brought this before God. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. God, he asked God, and God told him. God didn't say, I will get back to you. God didn't say, hang on just a little while longer. God didn't say, walk by faith, not by sight. When the time comes, I'll tell you. He told him right then and right there. Do not go with them, 
and do not curse this people. And so Balaam rose up in the morning, said unto the princes of Balak, Get you into your land, saying, Go away, for the Lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you. He knows. He tells them. The Lord said no. And the princes of Moab rose up and they went unto Balak and said, Balaam refuseth to come with us. And Balak sent yet again princes more and more honorable than they. And they came unto Balaam again and said to him, Thus saith Balak the son of Zippor, Let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me. For I will promote thee unto very great honor. He's telling him, this is all, that if you'll do this, look at everything you can have. I will promote thee to great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come therefore, I pray thee, and curse me this people. And Balaam answered, said unto the servants of Balak, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold. In other words, it doesn't matter what he gives me. I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now he says that. He says what God says goes. I trust what God said. I will do what God said. I can't do this if God said no. I cannot go this direction if God said no. That's what Balaam said. And immediately after he says this, he says, Now therefore I pray you, tear you also here this night, that I may know what the Lord will say to me more. And that is where the danger for Balaam starts. Because he said, what God says, that's what I do. I trust the word of the Lord. I go to the Lord for direction. He's given me direction, and so that's what I'm sticking to. But why don't you hang out here and let me see if he changes his mind? Why don't, you know, he said one thing and then immediately goes against it. He says, why don't you stay another night and I'll, I'll see what else the Lord says to me. When God had already said, Don't do this. Don't go with them. And do not curse this people. I've given you direction. I've given you an answer. And Balaam knew this. And still, just hang out here again. I'll see what else the Lord says. And then it says, And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up. And go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, that shalt thou do. So it seems like God flipped on his stance on this as well. It says, Balaam rose up in the morning. And I'm going to use the word donkey for the sake of little ears. Who will giggle and maybe not understand. He rose up in the morning, saddled his donkey, went with the princes of Moab. And then, and God's anger was kindled because he went. Well, God just said if they call him again to go. 
And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his donkey. His two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. And his sword drawn in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the donkey to turn her into the way. Donkey's trying to steer him clear of the danger that he sees up ahead. He smites the donkey to turn it back into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in a path of the vineyards, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. The way is getting narrower. The walls are closing in. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself unto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. Now Balaam's been injured because he continued. But he smote the donkey again. The angel of the Lord stood, went further, stood in a narrow place. There's nowhere else for, there's nowhere for the donkey to turn. There's no other way out of this. Stood in a narrow place, there was nowhere to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam. All she could do now was just lay down. I'm not walking any further. And Balaam's anger was kindled. And he smote the donkey with the staff. And this is why I say this is one of the weirdest stories in the Bible. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. And she, being the donkey, said unto Balaam, Imagine that. What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? And Balaam said unto the donkey, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there a sword be in my hand, for now would I kill thee. And the donkey said unto Balaam, Am not I thy donkey, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And Balaam said, No, I guess not. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword was drawn in his hand. And he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore hast thou smitten thy donkey these three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee, because thy way is perverse before me. And the donkey saw me, and turned from me these three times. Unless she had turned from me, surely now also I had slain thee, and saved her alive. And Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I've sinned. For I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displeased thee, I will get me back again. Now, you go on to find out. Balaam, the, the, God tells Balaam, no, go. But only say what I tell you. And it turns out that God has Balaam bless the people instead of curse them. But Balaam still ends up finding another way to inadvertently curse the people. He tricks them. Makes him fall for, for uh, idol worship and, and things like that. And, and causes Israel to sin. And, and uh, 
in, let's see, let me look, where it says Joshua 13.22 describes Balaam as a soothsayer. Second Peter uh, speaks of his love for the wages of unrighteousness. Jude 10 through 11 associates his error with greed. Revelation 2.14 speaks of him uh, casting a stumbling block against Israel's people. Balaam is not the good guy. But that's not so much what I want to look at as I do this whole situation, and I believe this is why God spoke to me what he spoke to me. You have this man who says, let me see, let me get some direction from God. And God gives him plain, clear direction. And when they try, when the temptation comes again, it would make so much sense for you to do this. Look at everything you can have. This would be good for you. Look at, how, look, look at what you can have if you'll go this way. And he still said, I can't do what God said not to do. I have to, I, I have to go off of what the Lord said. That's what he said. But you know that, as the angel said, your way was perverse. You know what was going on in Balaam's heart because he said, I trust God. I'll do what God said. I'll go where God said to go, and I won't go where God said don't go. No matter the riches, no matter what I can have, no matter what I can gain from it, I won't go against what God said. That's what He said. And then, but hang out here. Let me see if God will say something else. Let me see if God changes His mind. And I feel like, and I want us to be prayerful. Visitors, please come back next Sunday. (laughs) If you're listening to me today, I love you. But I know the Holy Ghost has shown me for someone today, the Lord, for some, the Lord wants you to listen and to learn. That you might avoid hardship down the road. But for some in here today, the Lord wants you to hear and to be shaken and stirred in your spirit to recognize what is happening, to save you from destruction. Because whom the Lord loveth, He correcteth. And God has spoken to you more than once. Clear direction. And you persist as if he hasn't. Maybe he's made a mistake. Perhaps he'll see differently if I can just stall a little while. Perhaps if I can just keep trying to force this and make this happen. God will turn it around for my good because He works all things together for my good. And so,
God let Balaam, listen, we think sometimes, because I've continued in this path, and I haven't been struck by lightning, because God hasn't physically put a giant hand in my way to stop me, that it's God's approval. Even when I know God said, don't do this. Get out of this. Don't go this way. And we think because I'm able to continue still towards this, that God is saying, well, it's okay if you do what you want to do and it'll be fine and I'll work all things for your good. God, this is, this, this is where you may get confused when you read this because first God says no, then Balaam persists, and then God says go, and then when he goes, God's angry with him. God was already angry with him. God let Balaam go ahead because he knew Balaam was going anyway. He said, your way is perverse before me. He could have told Balaam five times, no. And Balaam still would have said, just hang on a little while longer. Let me see what God says. God let Balaam go because he knew Balaam was going anyway. And I want to tell you today that we can intercede and people can intercede for you. Someone can intercede for me. And God can intervene in people's lives. And God can throw all kinds of things in people's path. And God can throw up all kinds of signs. But God cannot make you do something. He can, but He won't. We have free will to obey or disobey. And sometimes God is throwing all kinds of things in our path. And we step right around it and say, God, help me go around that barrier. And God plays to the barrier. He let Balaam go ahead because he knew Balaam was going anyway. And so as Balaam gets closer to destruction, and he is headed for destruction, he may have been thinking, man, when I get all this stuff that Balak has offered me, my life's going to be real good. I will have arrived. Man, this is exactly what I've been needing and looking for. He might have been thinking about that. But he was headed towards destruction. And the donkey turns. and As he gets closer to destruction, he ignores... That donkey, turning out of the way, he smites it. This is the thing, as he gets closer to destruction, he, he even gets injured. God allows him to go on this path, allows him to be injured. So that still he might see, he was injured, he wasn't killed. He was injured, so that he might see, I don't need to go this way. Maybe this, will, maybe this should get my attention, but it doesn't. And still, as Balaam gets closer to destruction, he becomes angrier and angrier and more and more frustrated. And he begins to attack 
the thing that has faithfully carried him and that is trying to steer him away from destruction. He's ignoring all of the signs. He's ignoring all of the warnings. He, when the donkey even asked him later, he's, the donkey says, have I ever, would I have ever acted like this? And Balaam even says, no. You're right. You wouldn't have. And so he, he, he should know this. He should know something's going on. He should know something's not right. There's a reason that I, that I can't seem to, to easily get where I'm trying to go. And as he gets closer, the more that resistance meets him on this path to destruction, the angrier he becomes. The more frustrated he becomes. And as I said, he begins to smite and attack this thing that has faithfully carried him this far. And he starts to turn against this thing that has carried him and been faithful to him and is trying to steer him away from destruction and he becomes angry. He tells the donkey, you have mocked me. He starts placing blame everywhere else. You've mocked me. He said, if I had a sword instead of a staff, I'd kill you right here. And even as the donkey talks to him, even as a donkey talks to him, it seems that it doesn't even phase him. I feel like that that, if, if nothing else, I feel like that that would stop me in my tracks. Make me consider, this donkey is talking to me. But even with this undeniable sign, he is so angry and so frustrated and so set in this path that he doesn't recognize what's happening. And we too, I'm going to say we, I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to single someone out. I'm not. Everything that I know and everything that this is today is what the Holy Ghost has let me know. And I want to tell you today that the Lord loves you. God loves you. Whom the Lord loveth, He correcteth. And it's uncomfortable for me. And it's, a, it's, it's hard for me to be the vessel through which this Word comes today. But if it can save somebody off the path of destruction, I don't know. I don't know. But you know. And God knows. All I know is that you're here. And if this, if, if you can let this stir you right now, if you can get your mind off the restaurant, and if you can get your mind off of what's going on after church, 
And if you can get your mind off the fact that this just, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I want church to feel so good and everything to feel so, so right. If you can get your mind here and now and realize that the Lord is saying, hey, if you listen to me, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to get your attention. I can almost hear the Spirit in desperation today telling somebody, hey, I've told you time and time and I've set this roadblock in front of you and you step over it. And I set this wall in front of you and you climb over it. I'm trying to tell you in this service today. I'm trying to tell you destruction's ahead. And the way is getting narrower. And you're about at the point that there's nowhere else to turn. You can't turn around left or right. This way has hurt you. This way has frustrated you. But if you'll remember, I told you not to go this way. The Lord's trying to shake someone today. So the title of my message, Can You Hear the Donkey? Sounds kind of silly. But let me ask you, can you hear the word of the Lord today? Again, oh, let me say it again. I love you. Visitors, I love you. I'm glad you're here. Come back next Sunday and I'm sure Pastor will preach you out of this pit. But if it's just one person. I have a mandate from the Holy Ghost to tell you. God's trying to shake you and get your attention. You're saying, I'll hold on to this because God knows the plans that He has for me. Listen, listen. Oh, listen, we can become perverse. And we can pervert the promises of God. And say, God knows the plan that He has for me. And I'll I'll just keep holding on. I'll keep walking by faith. And God's saying, yeah, walk by faith. But I told you not to walk this path. And I've tried over and over, come this close, over and over, that I thought I had your attention. I thought I, I, thought I pulled you out. And you say, no, it, it just doesn't make sense. Some of you today, oh, I feel this in the Holy Ghost to say this right now, some of you, you want it so bad. You say, what's wrong with having this? What's wrong with having this? It's what I pray for, it's what I fast for, it's what I want. God said He'd give me the desires of my heart. And God said, I have so much for you. I have everything you need, everything you could ever want if you'll just get your mind off of those things. And listen to me. And let me take you. I have so much for you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. I do know the plans I have for you. Luke 18. Verse 1. Jesus is talking. Giving a parable. As he often did. He said, says, And he spoke a parable unto them to this end. The men ought always to pray, not to faint. Saying... There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. There was a window in that city. A widow, not a window. 
a widow in that city. She came unto him saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, and this is what we love right here, the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. There's a, there's a principle in Scripture laid out by the Lord Himself. He said, pray always and don't faint. If you're praying for something, don't give up. But this is the thing. This is where the danger can start. God, give me an answer. Well, if God has not given the answer, then pray and don't faint. If God has not given you direction, then pray and don't faint and trust that God has a plan. But if God has given you the answer, then we say, well, probably what God meant was I need to press further. I need to, I need to just keep going. I'll, you know, God will, maybe I just don't understand what God's saying. But as time goes, and we get closer and closer to destruction and the way narrows. Then we can start saying, that donkey is turning. God's throwing all these signs in the road. And we're getting madder and madder. More and more frustrated. Well, I'll, just, I'll make this happen my way. Try and hold God hostage. God, see if I just won't walk away. God, see if I won't if I won't let loose of some stuff. I'll let go of some stuff. I'll let go of some standards. I'll let go of some convictions in my life. I'll I'll ease back. Watch and see if I if 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 my church attendance goes up or down. Watch and see if my tithing stays the same. Watch and see if my faithfulness stays the same. You're gonna give me this. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. And I'll make sure everybody looks and sees. And I'll say that God made this happen. And God is saying, I'm not making this happen. Oh, this is hard for me, folks. This is hard for me. But I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, pray always and don't faint. Because God does have a plan. And God will hear you and He will answer you. And He will lead you and guide you. But if God said no... If God said this will kill you. If God said this will destroy you. If you've got people in your life, men and women of God that you trust that are saying, I, you, I'm trying to, I feel like God's trying to tell you something. And still we say it just doesn't make sense for me to turn off this path. It just is logically, it just makes more sense for me to go this way. There's nothing wrong with what I want. There's nothing wrong with it. God's saying, you don't see, you don't know, you ask me, have your will in my life. You say, I trust you. You say, God, lead me and guide me because I want everything you have for me. And you reject the path that I'm trying to lead you on. I'm telling you, we're in danger when we say, I'm going to pray and I'm going to trust God. Unless it's not what I want to hear. 
unless it's not the way that I want to go about it. Music can come. Listen to me. One final time, let me say this. I love you, church. And visitors, I'm sorry for busting your eardrums. I'm sorry if this is not what you're used to or what you expected today, but I have a zeal inside of me, a passion inside of me, a burden inside of me today because because the Lord has a burden. I don't know. I can probably think of things in the natural that I can pray for people that I know is going through something, but only you and God know the way that He's trying to speak to you today. And I just the vessel. And I want to tell you, I want to remind you again, if we can receive this, God says there's a healing. Uh, there's a healing balm of the Holy Ghost that will be applied in this place today. Because you'll have peace to know that you're on the path that I want you on. I know sometimes we think, I don't, you know, God just has me under His thumb. A preacher is always trying to tell me I'm going the wrong way. Preacher, God, somebody's always trying to tell me this ain't right. You need to do this. You need to do that. Got me under the thumb. It's not what this is at all. If you say that you trust God, and you say, God, I want your will in my life. God, I want to be led of you. I want to be led. God, I want what you want for me. Then trust Him enough that you'll really do what He said. God does have a call. God does have a purpose and a plan. And He loves you so much. And God's not, God's not screaming at you in, in His wrath today. Maybe some frustration. But more importantly, in love. And in desperation to see you okay in the place that He has for you. Because God has such good things for you. And I would love to preach a springy, flowery message today. But I do believe that what can happen in these altars today can be beautiful. Because it's a beautiful thing. When we can realize God, God is not just saying, forget you. But God is saying, I'm reaching for you. I'm trying to get your attention because I love you. I'm trying to pull you off this path because I love you. And it's a beautiful thing for us to be able to recognize that and hear that and say, God, I surrender to your will again. I surrender to you again, God. Can we hear what the Spirit is saying today? I love you, but God loves you more.
I could never, as much as I, I love you, and I do love my church family, and I love everybody in this room. If I met you one time, I love you, and I care for you, and I want you to be not cast down today. I, I want you to be lifted up. But we're lifted up when we respond rightly to the Word of the Lord. And we're made better when we respond rightly to the Word of the Lord, even if it's a little bit bitter. Even if it tastes like liquid NyQuil, it's still medicine. And it'll help us if we take it. So I invite you today, I've got nothing more that I can add. All I do is blubber from this point. I invite you to these altars, anybody that will. Don't feel judged, don't feel singled out. I ask everybody that will, find a place. If you want to kneel at your chair, just bow your head where you are. But I, I ask you to make an altar where you're at today and just say, God, just... Align me with your will. Align me with your way. There's so much potential in this church. God's got so many great things and great plans, and He loves us so much. And He wants to see us walk in that way. Let's just cry out to the Lord. Align yourself with Him. God, I surrender to you today. God, I surrender to your leading.
participate right now would you lift your hands to the Lord and just just love on him for a minute and listen to what he's saying hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you this house. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The word of the Lord. It's sharp and powerful. Scripture says it's like a two-edged sword. The word will cause us to rejoice, strengthen us, builds faith. But it also pierces and divides and removes things out of our lives. And I tell you, until you've had to preach a message like this, you don't really understand this. It's wonderful when we can preach. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. And everybody, that's right, I'm getting up. But when you have to preach that corrective sword of the Lord, when you have to, any saint, Holy Ghost filled saint, realizes this word opens up the door to examine yourself and see whether you be in the faith. And for weeks now, and the Lord has been laying on my heart. To, I don't know if He was wanting me to preach a message or examining myself or to get ready for something else. But but He has dealt with me on us keeping our consecration. And you keep your consecration through keeping His Word and listening to the Word and obeying the Word. And so what He preached today. Not just for somebody who's spinning out of control. It's for those who are wanting to just keep walking. You need to listen to the word of the Lord. We want to worship him in spirit and truth, but we want to serve him in sincerity and truth. And today is the kind of words that makes me want to earnestly contend for the faith. You know, we, we take that sometimes and, and make it so shallow that we, when we earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints, when you look back to what was first delivered to the saints, God delivered it. He said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord, and him only shalt thou serve, and you'll love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and, and you'll keep his words, and you won't turn to the left or the right. That, that's that faith. We want to walk in the way that he wants us to walk. Not in the way that we want him to want us to walk. We, oh, we want God to, be, to want this for us. And we want a path. And we want God to want that same path. But we just need to take his path. Because his path will always be best. His path will always take us to the right place. Oh. Listen, saint, examine yourself. One thing that stood out, and I know I've read it so many times, but today it stood out so much is that the path was getting more narrow and more narrow and more narrow. And you'll either, you know, you'll either bow down when it came 
to the time even the animal knew, hey, it's time to bow down. I want to make sure I'm kneeling now. I want to make sure I'm bowing now. I want to make sure I'm humbling myself now so the Lord can lift me up. But, but time, friend, the path we walk, time is closing in on both sides. And, and we're going to be out of this world one day. I don't want to be when it's time, when the trumpet sounds, I want to make sure I'm on the right path. I don't want to be looking at somebody that's on the right path, taking off, and I'm saying, well, I thought I was in the right path. I want to walk the way the Lord wants me to walk. I know he titled this, Can You Hear the Donkey? But the Lord would say it in many times over in Scripture. Let the church hear what the Spirit would say. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. To listen to what the Lord's saying today. So many times we want him to listen to us. and he's, It's time for us to listen to him. That will always work out for our betterment. I know that was tough today. But you didn't put us in a pit. I won't have to preach nobody out of a pit. That, was, that wasn't a pit. No, if, if that's anything, it'll get us, that'll get us out of the pit. On the words, just solid ground, solid rock. If we don't listen to it, we'll be in a pit. That's for sure. I'm so glad today that everyone that was here was here. Visitors, I love you. If this was your first time visiting, guess what? God knew it, and he knew what you needed to hear. And it might not apply now, but it'll apply down the road. It'll work. I'm so glad to see the van meters with us this morning. Praise God. And I believe, is this your last Sunday, brother? Brother Wendell's fixing to head off into the military and going to be National Guard, right? So, But he'll be gone for a little while. And so uh, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your, your service already. And, uh, man, we're going to miss seeing him around here. We're praying for you. Look for you to come back with that fresh haircut from the military. and Lean, mean. Yeah, he'll be, no, he won't be mean. He'll just be lean. Be good. Uh, you know what? As we get ready to close in prayer, Brother Wendell, why don't you, your family, come up. Let's pray for you as you get ready to go. Bring your friend with you. Come on down, sweetie. That's fine. We're glad you're here today. We're going to pray for him today. It ain't just anybody that decides, hey, I'm going to join up in military service. That's a, that ain't something just anybody can do. Well, we got some veterans here, and we're thankful for them. Would you stretch your hands this way, and let's pray for the, our brother today, for God to bless him and use him wherever he's at. More than a soldier for the country, but a soldier of the Lord. give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of praise.
appreciate the people of the Lord so much. Brother Wendell, you're a soldier of the Lord. Forget that. Ain't nothing that, no matter where we go, God will keep you, keep his hand on you. Thank you for being in our service today. Prayer meetings tomorrow night at 7. If you've never been to Monday night prayer, first time for everything, you ought to come. You'll be blessed by it. We're going to have a great time praying together in the name of the Lord. God bless you. Have a great day. In Jesus' name, you can be dismissed.